Cloud Nation. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors Roundtable. Left side, it's a three. In and out, rebound, out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball. Above the break. Here's Kevin Dana. Gary what up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Warriors Roundtable on 95.7 The Game. Kevin Dan alongside Gary St. Jean. We'd like to remind you that the Warriors 2022-23 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente. And we should start this show with a disclaimer that might worsen the ratings for 95.7 over the next 58 minutes. Because Gary St. Jean and I are employed by the Golden State Warriors. We are unable to discuss any moves involving Golden State until they become official. We all know what has been reported. Unfortunately, if you are looking to talk about said moves that may or may not have happened today involving your favorite NBA team, Warriors Roundtable, unfortunately, is not the place to discuss things today. We can discuss trades that have become official, and pretty much every trade that affects Golden State in ancillary ways has become official. And we could talk about other reported stuff not involving the franchise. Unfortunately, this is just kind of the way this show has to work out. We are going to talk about the disappointing loss to Portland Last night, we will talk about some of the upcoming games. We will talk, of course, about trade deadline, and that's where we are going to start. But, but Gary, you've been a part of these conversations before, and if you want to complain about kind of the way we are handling this, feel free to hit me up at Kevo408 on Twitter, and you can air your grievances there, and I will say I am sorry. But, Saint, you've been a part of these trade deadline days plenty of times in your career as an assistant coach, as a head coach, as a GM. What is this day like for a front office and a coaching staff? Well, it's a little bit like uh, you approach Christmas Eve and you wonder if you've been a good boy and if Santa's going to come to your house. And uh, he might bring some presents. Now, if you've not been a good boy, you might find coal or onions in your stocking. And uh, it's a wild day because you prep for this, oh, a couple weeks ahead. And in our day, you had big whiteboards, and they were marked up with every team and every conversation you've had and every rumor. And as you get to this day, of course, one of the important things is you got to order the food. Now, you must have a lot of chocolate chip cookies, and then you have a great buffet lunch. And, you know, because it's the West Coast, you're done at noon, but the other teams are probably get breakfast, lunch, and a heck of a buffet dinner. Now, back in my day, you had to have a live line right now that AT&T or whoever would come in, and you'd have, a, uh, under the direction of the league, you'd have to live line right to the league office because if you're involved with a trade, then it becomes like a three-way conversation. Uh, today's world, you're, you're on your iPads and all that kind of thing, and you might have your uh, you do have your head coach in there if you're the GM. Maybe everybody's in there, and you might have your assistants making calls to other teams and see what's happening and under-the-table type of move. So there's a lot, a lot of activity, a lot of anxiety, and uh, 
it's it's a time that you can really get excited or you can get really kind of down in the dumps. And again, for those of you just tuning in, the Golden State Warriors have put out one release today. Golden State Warriors guard Stephen Curry, who suffered partial tears to his superior tibiofibular ligaments in interosseous, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that word, membrane, as well as a contusion to his lower left leg. On February 4th versus Dallas, will be reevaluated after the All-Star break. So that is uh, the only official release from Golden State today. Today, I will be uh, looking at Warriors PR on Twitter and the Warriors on Twitter to see if anything gets announced. If it gets announced, we will discuss what gets announced. Until then, uh, we can talk about other trades that have happened, including one team that has, uh, to borrow a, a phrase from Gary in his uh, opening lines, uh, uh, some very good boys in Phoenix as they got Kevin Durant, the two-time NBA Finals MVP, the 2014 NBA MVP. Here is how this deal breaks down. There's a lot of moves that Western Conference teams made that do kind of affect the Warriors' outlook, and it'll be a tougher path to the NBA Finals, that's for sure, for Golden State. Phoenix gets from the Brooklyn Nets Kevin Durant and TJ Ward is a very good player coming off a, a two-year absence, starting to look like himself again. And the Brooklyn Nets get Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, who's now with the Milwaukee Bucks, four first-round picks, then a first-round pick swap. Those first-round picks, 23, 25, 27, 29, all unprotected in a 2028 pick swap. But, of course, the Phoenix Suns get the big prize in one Kevin Durant, Saint. Well, I'll tell you, new ownership, and uh, I don't know how to pronounce the gentleman's name, but he was a walk-on at Michigan State. So there's a love of the game, and uh, he comes in and uh, says, hey, fellas, let's go. Not quite there. And to get Kevin Durant, listen, this is one of the great scorers in the history of the game. We were blessed to have him with the Warriors. And you look at this team, and you look at, Sorry, we're having some issues with uh, Gary's connection. We'll try to get him connected back up and again, and, and hopefully that, that becomes a, a clearer line for, for him to speak on down here on 95-7 the game. But, yeah, Kevin Durant, that is a big move that the Phoenix Suns were able to make and also to get T.J. Warren. So they obviously don't have those guys available tonight. They're playing the Atlanta Hawks, and that that would be one you would figure that the Hawks would have a, a pretty sizable advantage in be, as for the millionth time in his career, John Collins was on the training block and did not get moved. But that instantly makes Phoenix one of the biggest NBA title contenders. There is no way around that. They struck gold. This trade deadline, right now they're trailing the Hawks by 19 points. But uh, to keep DeAndre Ayton, you have Chris Paul, Devin Booker to go along with Kevin Durant. That is a really, really nice deal for Phoenix. And the, and the Nets, they, they have like an all-star supporting cast crew right now. Just so many good role players. You include kind of the, the guys they got in the Dallas Mavericks trade to ship Kyrie to Texas, and we'll hopefully get Gary St. Jean connected uh, soon so we could talk about what the Kyrie Irving move means for the Dallas Mavericks scene as his son's an assistant coach for the Mavericks. But this has uh, just been a wild trade deadline 
So let's kind of run down some of the trades that affect the Warriors. The Lakers made a lot of moves. So, yes, Kyrie Irving to the Mavs. We'll, we'll talk about that one a little bit later when we get Gary St. Jean hooked up again. The Lakers first sent Russell Westbrook to the Jazz in a three-team trade that brought them D'Angelo Russell, former Warrior, Jared Vanderbilt, one of my favorite players in the NBA, and Malik Beasley, a dead-eye shooter. Utah got Russell Westbrook. He, he's thought to be a buyout candidate. He's thought to potentially be an L.A. Clipper in the future. Our guy Juan Toscano Anderson, former Warrior Damian Jones on a 27 first-round pick, which is top four protected. And Minnesota got Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three second-rounders. They also, of course, got Rui Hachimura from the Washington Wizards for Kendrick Nunn, former Santa Cruz Warrior, and three second-round picks. And they sent Patrick Beverly to Orlando for Mo Bamba. Gary, do we got you? It sounds like we have you now. Yes, and uh, you know what? You might have to talk the whole 58 minutes to go through every single deal <laughs> in the yeah. league, and you did a great job talking about the Durant deal. You know, in New Jersey, uh, I keep telling them Brooklyn, <laughs> they come out pretty darn good considering, you know, losing they Kyrie do. and him. What I say, they've got a bunch of average players, and they've really got a bunch of picks. So considering, uh, you know, the, the bridge falling down with these guys leaving – they did okay, and and you noted that with getting the guys from Dallas and uh, and from Phoenix, and you know the, the one deal so far you touched on it doesn't make any sense for me is the Beverly for Bamba thing, because they're going to okay. buy him out, and uh, that had to be a fire sale. Uh, maybe it's because of the fight we saw last week. I I don't know, but uh, you're right in what you're saying. The Western Conference really loaded up. I I think Phoenix and the Clippers really helped themselves. You saw uh, Denver, you know, get rid of Highland, get sending him to the Clippers. Um, you know, there were some really uh, – some teams that are saying, hey, we're going for it right now. Well, let's go back to your Dallas Mavericks. You mentioned the Kyrie Irving trade. So Dallas in that trade from Brooklyn got Kyrie Irving and also Markeith Morris. Brooklyn got Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, a really good role player and a really good backup guard slash kind of number two scoring guard in Dinwiddie. They got a 2029 first round pick, two second round picks in 27 and 29. What does what your son think of the move and having you know a, another kind of guy to really get buckets alongside Luka Doncic? Because there, there was a lot of talk in Dallas that Luka needed help. Well, he got some pretty serious help with Kyrie. Well, MJ and I are up here in Sacramento because Dallas plays the Kings the next two nights. And uh, I'll go to shoot-around tomorrow and have a report for you. But I I'm going to share with you that uh, Kyrie looked awfully good last night. And uh, listen, this is a highly skilled player. I know there's been a lot of talk of what's gone on off the floor. But uh, the guy is a fantastic talent. I'm going to take you to Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And uh, you and I like late-game plays, Kev. And you know how yep. they run that one-two pick-and-roll at the top of the key? Yep. Uh, my one suggestion at dinner tonight to Greg will be, be a copycat. Run that play right there with Kyrie and Luka. And let's see what happens. I know this. The other team's guys are going to kind of shake in their britches because <laughs> you're going to have a problem matching up with that stuff. So, you know, you, they got caught. Uh, the Brunson deal, I think, really hurt them. 
And because of that, they saw a need and they went out and got it done. It cost them, but I think uh, this is, for the short term, going to make them strong in the West. Uh, I'm not telling you the top two or three, but they're going to be right in the battle. So uh, it, it's a good deal for Dallas. And just to go back to Kevin Durant and the Suns, you mentioned you don't think Dallas is top two or three in the West. Do do you have Phoenix as a top one or two team in the West now that they have KD? Well, I, I think uh, Denver sits atop, and the team that I think is rolling uh, is the is the Clippers. Now, Dallas yeah. beat them, but boy, I'll tell you, Kev, uh, Leonard looks vintage uh, Leonard. He looks yep. strong. He's very short, succinct with his moves. He catches the ball with a live dribble at the free throw line, and you can't stop him. He's so strong. And uh, they've got a pretty darn good cast, and I think they've helped themselves. They're, they're, they'll be top three or four. So this is going to be one heck of a battle. And uh, we'll talk a lot more about our Warriors and how they can get uh, as high as they possibly can. But, uh, wow, it, it's, uh, it's quite a day. It has certainly been quite a day of very active trade deadlines, so active that 28 teams made moves before the February 9th noon Pacific trade deadline. Only Cleveland and Chicago did not make changes to their roster, and Chicago was thought to be a team, I'm watching them on TNT right now, that could potentially move a couple of really big pieces. They stay pat at the trade deadline, liking their chances. They're kind of in that play-in territory in the Eastern Conference. But the Western Conference saw a ton of activity. What would you make of what the Lakers did in the trade deadline, Gary? Well, you know what? they Let's let's not kid ourselves. That that cast uh, after the first three guys uh, was very subpar. And uh, like last year's crew, they were like, Kev, remember you and I talked about this last year that eight or ten guys from the Lakers' 15-man roster didn't even get picked up? Yeah. Uh, they had that situation going on here again. And to their credit, they went out and uh, they gave up that pick in 29, I think it is. And uh, that, that was the big debate. And I think they got some really respectable players now, some guys to go with uh, LeBron and, and with Davis. Getting with a rest book, addition uh, by subtraction, I think is very positive. I've never been a Russell guy, but uh, you're renting him because he's in the last year of a contract. He's shooting 39% from uh, three. So he has played well in Minnesota. He was drafted there. And maybe he's going to be a little more uh, falling in line with LeBron, you know, hunting over him. Uh, so maybe that'll work. But uh, I, I think they're better. Does it get them into the play-in? I would hope it, it would, but Kev, you can't explain to me what Davis was up to last night, the way he played and the way he acted when LeBron broke the record. I, I For the life of me, I don't know what the heck is going on. Yeah, that really caught my attention. Of course, LeBron James, big-time congratulations to the king, the all-time NBA scoring king now after getting to 38,390 points. He needed to get to 38,388 to surpass 
The captain himself, Kareem Abdul-Jabari, did it with Kareem sitting courtside. There is that one view that, that, that Gary's alluding to. They show the Lakers bench and the reaction. Everyone's up on their feet and clapping, hooting and hollering, save for one guy, and that one guy is Anthony Davis. That was really curious. Uh, I yeah I I don't know what was going on there. Maybe he's just frustrated. It was kind of a you know another Lakers loss. So they were very competitive with the with the Thunder at that point. I think that jumper that LeBron hit over Kenrich Williams made it a five point game with ten seconds to go in the third quarter. So I mean the Lakers were very much right there in that game. Plenty of reason to be excited. This was not a blowout at that juncture. So yeah, I really don't know what's going on there. Uh, with respect to kind of that interaction. But I, I do like the pieces that they got, Gary. I really think they filled out this roster nicely. I have been a Jared Vanderbilt guy since I saw him at 2019 Summer League when he was with the Denver Nuggets. Malik Beasley's a very good shooter. And Rui Hachimura's had a, a nice stint with them thus far. And then they also got so, some help with, with Davon Reed in a trade with the Denver Nuggets. And Denver shores up their front court with Thomas Bryant, who's having a really nice year with the Lakers in, in, in spot duty. So that L.A. team very active, as was the other L.A. team, the L.A. Clippers. They get Bones Highland from Denver for two second-round picks. Highland, a second-year, kind of 22-year-old guard, was kind of souring on his situation in Denver because he wasn't getting a lot of PT. So uh, they kind of get him on the cheap for just a couple of second-rounders uh, to, to the Denver Nuggets. The Clippers got Eric Gordon in a three-team deal, so they get some shooting there. They do give up Luke Kennard to the Memphis Grizzlies. Houston gets John Wall and Danny Green. The Rockets waving John Wall. And then they get some big man help with Mason Plum Plumley from the Charlotte Hornets shipping away Reggie Jackson. So they, they move a, a point guard in Reggie Jackson. There have been there's been talks that maybe Russell Westbrook's a buyout guy for them, but the Clippers, Gary, very active today, and I think really made some nice additions to their roster. They really, really did, and I thought they got Highland cheap. Uh, you know, you're right on spot uh, spot on talking about the fact that he was a little disgruntled. The guy's a very capable scorer, but gets a little bit wild and uh, brought in under control. But there's a high skill level there, and you would have thought he he would have been worth a little bit more. But to get him in a rookie contract like that for two seconds is a heck of a get. And they get rid of Jackson. They get rid of Wall, as you said, and Kennard. And they bring in some other good pieces. Gordon will play very well there. So, again, I I said it before. I, I think the Clippers uh, are really a solid team, and I've got a lot of respect for Tyrone Liu and his staff. You know, they just announced that he's going to be one of Steve Kerr's Olympic assistants. That's a very, very good team. Yeah, no, they really are. And now that Kawhi is playing and looking like his former self, playing pretty much every night, this is a team that's going to be uh, really, really tough for, for Golden State and the rest of the West to handle. A couple of other moves to, to get to that, that affect kind of the Warriors' playoff picture, of course, unfortunately. I am checking Twitter. I am looking, uh, refreshing Warriors PR, their page. And unfortunately, we're still uh, not able to, to, to discuss any moves that have potentially may or may not have been made. I know it sounds silly saying that, but that's just kind of the reality of the situation. The, the Portland Trailblazers getting Matisse Thibel in a three-team trade with Philly. That, of course, uh, they, they moved someone else today. 
uh, that <laughs> we are, are unable to discuss right now. But uh, the Pelicans j- getting Josh Richardson for Devontae Graham from, from uh, San Antonio. Uh, what, what have you kind of made of all the activity? This seems like, Gary, one of the most active trade deadlines that, that I can remember. In the beginning, when we talked about how the day goes along, uh, a lot of times these deals are made very close to the deadline, which was 12 o'clock on the uh, Pacific Coast, 12, 3 in the East. So they back up, and they put you in line, and they'll tell you, okay, you're going to be the third trade, and it's going to be approximately this, this time. And when you do it, you're, you're talking to the league lawyers, and you've got to go through all the contracts, and uh, they've got to be you've got to read everything that's in there and be on top of it you have your own lawyers looking at them so there's a there's a reason why maybe they're backed up now this uh in college this might be one of the uh, transactions that may be uh, only one that hasn't been uh, really announced so we'll see what happens it, it'll happen soon but uh yeah. boy i tell you what you you've covered it all uh a great example we're going to talk about last night's game. Yeah. Um, Brunson was jumping for joy because he's going to get his old teammate uh, uh, coming there with him. Uh, and you were playing an undermanned Portland team with Nurkic out, and you would have thought you'd get one up there. But we'll yeah. talk about some reasons why on the game uh, as we go along. Yeah, definitely. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that game before we have to break. We've pretty much c- covered the trade deadline as much as we can we know uh unfortunately uh so, some other stuff we we cannot talk about at the moment again if something becomes official if there is a release in the next 37 minutes we will discuss but as of now that's what we can talk about so the game in portland gary uh, kind of uh, another one that got away they're up 114 to 110 with about five minutes to go and then they don't score for the next four minutes and, and lose 125 to 122 and kind of the prevailing thought I had from this one on the one hand you feel like this team should be like 35 and 20 with all the games they've coughed up and then on the other hand they're very much deserving of being 28 and 27 because if you can't close out these games if you can't get to the foul line if you're 29th in the league in turnovers and you have an average to below average defense you are kind of a 500 team at best in those kind of situations and that's just uh, where we find this team after 55 games. Yeah, the ups and downs. Uh, you know, people say 48 minutes, you know, you're going to play perfect. No, you're not. But you gotta, you got to define who you are. And, uh, you know, going back to the bigger lineup with, the, with Loon and, and Draymond, uh, listen, those guys are terrific defenders. They set great screens. They're not going to be big scorers. So that means you've got to get some scoring uh, in a number of areas. And I, I like the way Wiggins played last night. That's that's telling me he's starting to come back to form before the injury. That That's really important to this team. What can we say about Clay? Holy cow. He, he's been looking vintage Clay. I mean, yeah. you know, he calls himself a captain when he's riding around in the bay uh, in his boat. Uh, I think we might have to start calling him Admiral. Uh, <laughs> my gosh, he, he's looking great. And then Poole, again, I, I've kind of put it on him last week, and I think he's extremely important uh, for this time without Steph. And 
he comes up with a big game. And, you know, I just I love the seven assists and two turnovers, and he had 38. So I look at the Benson, DiVincenzo, what a game he played. And that dunk he had, I, I've yeah. never seen him dunk a basketball like that. And he's been a just a bright light. But when you look at it, the the Portland bench dominated uh, the Warrior bench. And I just can't see that happening. That That puzzles me. And you put, touched on this when you uh, get beat thirty-one to nine from the free throw line. That uh, that's glaring. And then you got killed on the boards, and you committed eight more fouls. Those those are the three areas that spell trouble. Uh, and that'll get you you know get you a big L on the road. Uh, Steve's been talking about this all along: the the ability to play D, keep people in front of you, don't foul, don't put them on the line, don't get them into the bonus early. And uh, yet, uh, you know, you see this team with Dame Lillard, our Oakland pal, 16 for 16 at the free throw line. So uh, that's a tough loss. It it really is. Because I I think if you ask me who are the teams that are going to slide that are around 500 in the West, I don't see Portland getting in and I don't see Utah getting in. Uh, Those stick out to me. And, you know, you and I can talk about some of the other ones, but uh, th- this is just an amazing race. You know, two or three games separate, what are we going to say, four or five to, to 12? It's yeah, an amazing, yeah. amazing – I've never seen parity like this. Yeah, it has really been a tight race all season long. The Dubs take on the Los Angeles Lakers at home on February 11th, presented by Cash Creek. The first 10,000 fans in attendance will receive a Warrior scarf. scarf excuse me. Get your tickets now at warriors.com. Recall 888-GSW-HOOP. Representatives are standing by. When we come back, we'll dive deeper into the loss of the Portland Trailblazers. We'll take a look ahead, and we'll keep our eyes peeled to the Twitterverse and for any updates that might be coming out from Golden State. On the other side of this timeout right here on 95.7 The Game. Each and every member of Dub Nation has a seat at this table. If everybody would please take your seats. The Warriors Roundtable has returned on 95.7 The Game. Knocked it down straight on for about 28 feet. Now back. Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. The Santa Cruz Warriors are coming to Chase Center. Join us live on Saturday, March 4th to watch the Santa Cruz Warriors take on the Cleveland Chars, the artists formerly known as the Cannon Chars. The first 10,000 fans will receive a Captain Clay bobblehead. Tickets are on sale now at warriors.com. That is just uh, three weeks and change away. Kevin Dana, Gary St. Jean with you, rocking here on 95.7 The Game until. 7 p.m. If you want to hit us up, 888-957-9570. Taking your calls all hour long. Let's get back to the Portland game, Saint. And you mentioned the free throw shooting. And I, I wanted to get your opinion on this because you, know, you read Twitter and you see some Warriors fans' thoughts on the officiating last night. I was actually surprised that Golden shot Golden State shot as many free throws as they did. Even though it was only 10 free throw attempts, I was like, they really got up 10 free throws in this game? I don't think they deserved more than 10 free throws. I can't remember a time where I'm like, oh, Dante DiVincenzo got murdered taking it to the hoop. It it was more like, all right, maybe Portland shouldn't have shot 32 free throws, but maybe it should have been 28 to 30. It wasn't like they were getting handed superfluous points, in, in my opinion. I thought that was 
kind of a pretty fair discrepancy. What did you think about the free throw disparity last night? Well, I, I think anytime you get 32 attempts for one team and 10 for the other, you you really need to take a close look at it. Now, part of it is that the Warriors attempted 49 threes, and they made 21, yeah. which is a great number, terrific number. And you only have eight makes for Portland. So that's a big difference in the points, but it gets completely wiped out by the free throw disparity. Uh, so that that's just it's just it's just telling me, you know, hey, you you, you got to find a way to get to the line, whether it's off of an offensive rebound, whether it's dribble penetration, uh, guys putting guys in tough ways, contesting shots. Uh, you got you got to get more attempts than that. There there isn't any doubt in my mind. And and uh, you know when you you look at it, and I this is one of my favorite stats, Kev. I love the fact they had thirty one assists and only eleven turnovers. Yep. That that. That usually tells me you're going to win, and if you make 21 uh, threes, you're saying, geez, we're, we got a great shot to win this game. So to me, it gets down to, uh, to making stops, and you and I have chatted about this. I think the norm, we're not going to see a lot of 100-point games in the NBA. Uh, the scoring yes. has gone up astronomically, and I think the, the officials, uh, you know, you, you, if you – Go hard to the basket with purpose, and you can initiate contact. You're going to get to the line. It, the, the refereeing, to me, is leaning toward the offense, just as it is in the NFL. Uh, and I don't think it's going to change. And when I look at the, you know, that refereeing crew, uh, none of them, to me, are stick-out officials that are really, really good ones. But I don't think they had a bad game. I think they called what they saw. Yeah. And Bob Fitzgerald on the TV broadcast last night made it a point of saying there were a couple of young officials out there, and in those situations, you know, if you're a young official, maybe you're trying to prove yourself and uh, trying to really call the game by the book. And look, Damian Lillard is very aggressive in going to the hole. He gets 16 free throw attempts. He hits all 16. He's a very good free throw shooter. He's plus 90% on the season. And that was one reason why the Blazers won. I thought another one was... The, the Warriors in the fourth quarter had like three wide open layups that they passed up trying to get threes instead of twos. And if you hit the first, if you take the first couple of layups that you had, then maybe Andrew Wiggins, when you get the steal down 123 to 119, don't feel like you have to pass it out to, to a three point shooting Dante DiVincenzo. Now, I, I understand that they were very good from beyond the arc last night, 43%, but you got to imagine. Open layups inside is a, a better mathematical play than a three, uh, and that that was that was a little frustrating to watch, at least from my perspective. I'm not going to lie. There's no doubt about it, and uh, you know you you got to take those in my mind. That you know that's that's just handed to you on a silver platter. So I'm sure there's a conversation about the way the guys played last night. Uh, no fault with anybody's efforts. Uh, it's just how we're going to go about manufacturing a win. And that, that was a tough one for, uh, for them to swallow because I, I noted before, one of the toughest guys on their team in, 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 a, in the Western Conference to me was Josh Hart, the Villanova guy. Yep. And he got traded to the Knicks. And I, I, I touched on the point that Brunson was jumping for Joey. He's getting his old teammate back. And I'll yeah. tell you what, he, he fits right into Tom Thibodeau's uh, uh, philosophy of, of playing. 
And uh, so that's a great trade for the Knicks. I think they're going to solidify themselves maybe as a top six team now in, in the East. Um, yeah. You know, you, you look at this and, uh, you know, I, I for me, I, I think uh, Jeremy Grant has taken a step back from early in the year. I thought he was fantastic early in the year. Um, Eubanks, he, he wouldn't get minutes down here. And uh, I love I love Simmons and uh, but that team's not gonna not gonna go very far. Yeah, no, that that's exactly right. I mean, you're plus thirty nine on three pointers last night. You have a three to one nearly assist to turnover ratio, and you, you figure you would win a game like that, especially considering you, you mentioned it. The, the the Portland bench it's been an issue for them pretty much all year. They've been bottom half, uh, one, one, one of the worst kind of uh, teams with respect to depth. And you touched on it. Uh, I'm adding up the bench points right now for them. They had 40 bench points to Golden State's 26, and 18 of those came from Dante DiVincenzo. And especially since their bench got thinner with the Josh Hart trade to the, the New York Knicks, Yusuf Nurkic is out. So they had to play Jabari Walker, who was a recent second-round pick, who they like. He, he, he's been good for them, and he was perfect last night from the field. But it, it, it's just one of the – and Trendon Watford gets 31 minutes, a, a guy who's kind of more of a deeper reserve for them, and he had a really nice all-around game with eight points, eight rebounds, five assists. But, I mean, it's one of those paper victories that turned into uh, reality losses. No doubt about it. And, hey, we're not going to sugarcoat it. You've you got you to have more from Kaminga and Green. Uh, you just do. And uh, that, that, that's a big key for this team. Uh, the backcourt will, will take care of itself. There's no doubt about it. But that front line, you got to get production up there, and uh, that that's to me is 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 where it's at. And frankly, I I shared this before. As Pat Riley said, no rebounds, no rings. And and one thing that the really terrific Warrior teams have done in the past, you say, well, geez, we don't have many guys that get you know 14 rebounds a game. Well, there's an expression, you gang rebound where yeah. everybody rebounds. And one of the things you don't think about with Steph Curry, he's one of the better rebounding point guards in the entire league. Uh, and I think that's come about because of the strength, the fact that he uh, he can get in there. And he's just not getting long ones. He's, you know, what uh, we call a V-back when you're weak side on the wing and you're watching the play and you see a, a, a big below you on the weak side go to penetration. You've got a V back, so it's, it's, it's called just what it says, a V. You go down, and then you put your body on that big guy's uh, 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 player. And then when the, you don't, uh, when you get the ball, then you're V-ing out. You, you kick out of there. And he's really, really good at that. And uh, so that's another area that you, that you really miss him. Yeah, no, you, you really do. He provides six rebounds a game for Golden State, uh, j just just a, a great number. And look, a Andrew Wiggins got 10 rebounds, and we could talk about this a little bit after the break that we have to take right now, but that's the best he's looked since the adductor strain and then the non-COVID illness that kept him out for a while. He also had four steals in that game, shot 50% from the field, hit two of his three threes, actually hit both of his free throws, which uh, it's kind of been an adventure for Wiggins at the foul line a, a good chunk of this season. Uh, and then you, you had Draymond Green contribute eight rebounds and Kevon Looney with five, but no one else had more than three. Black History Month celebration continues on Warriors ground. Join us live at Chase Center on February 13th as the Warriors take on the Washington Wizards presented by Rakuten. The first 10,000 fans in attendance will receive a forever champs 
F-O-U-R, EverChamps bobblehead for the four rings. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP. Representative standing by. We'll wrap things up on the other side by taking a look ahead to what's on tap for the Warriors before the All-Star break right here on 95.7 The Game. Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean are holding court. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! At the Warriors Roundtable. You can't handle the truth! Curry, screened by Draymond. Curry gets free for three. Got it! On 95.7 The Game. Now back at Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean. Let's take a look at some upcoming broadcasts presented by Ticketmaster. Saturday, the Warriors return home to take on the Los Angeles Lakers, 5 p.m. on the air with uh, Tim Roy and Tom Tolbert, 5.30 tip time presented by Cash Creek. Monday, the Washington Wizards come to town presented by Rakuten, 6.30 on the air, 7 p.m. tip time. Then the back end of the back-to-back takes uh, the Warriors to the Crypt, Crypto.com Arena, which uh, Clippers, the Clippers, do not refer to as Crypto.com Arena. I, I found that out when I, I filled in. They just say downtown L.A. when they're playing at home uh, because that is a Lakers sponsor, Crypto.com. Anyways, that is a 6.30 p.m. airtime, 7 p.m. tip. That'll be uh, Tim Roy and Jim Barnett. And then it's the All-Star break. Coming back from the All-Star break, they are back at Crypto.com Arena. Take on the Los Angeles Lakers, 6.30 p.m. on the air, 7 p.m. tip time. It'll be Thursday, February 23rd. And then the back end of the back-to-back, the Warriors come home to take on the Houston Rockets, 6.30 on the air, 7 p.m. tip time here on 95.7 game. It'll be Filipino Heritage Night presented by NBC Sports. Coming up after us, we got Chuck Walter and Alan Stiles chatting with you from 7 to 10 p.m. So keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game to listen to Chuck and Alan. We got about five to six minutes left on this show. And, well, let's talk about this Lakers game coming up and kind of what is facing the Warriors before they – Hit the all-star break. I kind of said to myself when Stephen Curry went out with his uh, lower leg injury that if they can get into the all-star break at 31-27, and 27, I, I, I see some winnable games here. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers was one of those winnable games, so maybe I'll revise it down to 30-28. and 28. That's kind of the, the small goal to have to get to the all-star break, and then you, you, you hope for a finishing kick from Golden State and we, we read the news to you at the top of the hour Stephen Curry will be reevaluated after the All-Star break that was just announced by Golden State a few hours ago so 30 and 28 sure 31 and 27 that, that's what I'm talking about for 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 Golden State and then that kind of sets you up in a, a decent ish position to make a push Gary but look this Western Conference has gotten a whole lot better over the last 24 hours Boy, it sure has. And uh, when you got LeBron coming in and, you know, achieving this milestone, uh, he, he's flying high. And it's amazing what he's achieving at his age. He's just uh, been just fabulous. And I, I have a spark with LeBron and got to play well. And that's a big game. And uh, the Warriors expecting him to play at a very, very high level. And we talked about them. All right, we'll, we'll try to get Gary connected back up again. Uh, the, the Gremlins uh, making stuff uh, a little complicated for him in Sacramento. Of course, uh, his uh, son, Greg St. Jean and Dallas Mavericks, going to be in Sacramento to take on the Kings. Sacramento getting a, 
a close win against the Houston Rockets last night and kind of a controversial foul. NBA officials, uh, referees, Twitter account saying that was a foul committed by Eric Gordon on De'Aaron Fox. But uh, so the Lakers, they are playing for their playoff lives. Despite being in 13th, they are still very much within the, the, the play-in picture. It sounds like, Gary, we, we got you back. And, and then it, it's Washington and the Clippers to, to finish things out. And uh, I, you were kind of breaking up there. But you know, what's your goal for this team to get into the All-Star break? Well, I, I like what you're saying. I think you're spot on. And, and Washington, give them credit. You know, they Beal's been out a long time. Porzingis was out for a while. With those two plus Kuzma, on a given night, they can give you a lot of trouble. But again, I don't know about their depth, and I think the Warriors can get that one. And, uh, you know, we've talked in length uh, about the Clippers. You know, and Paul George, he, he really presents problems. And, you know, the Clippers stole Zubek, in my mind, from the, the Lakers. They had a, a cap issue, and they let him go. And he gives them nice minutes at, at the big spot, and they've, they've brought in some good players. Let's see if they've adjusted quickly to uh, playing with each other, and, and that'll be a tough test. So I think it's good they're playing uh, these teams in, the, in their conference beside yeah. Washington. You said they come back after the break and play the Lakers, I think, again. And, yep. uh, you know, with that said, hey, knock another guy down and move yourself up. And, um, you know, I, I just think these guys, I'm, I'm going to say it again, if, if they can just put together a little bit more solid effort in those areas we talked about. You know, the defense leads to early offense, and nobody's better at that than the Warriors. And that means they've got a gang rebound and cut down on their falls. And when you're in the open floor and you're attacking the basket, you're going to also get to the free throw line. You just can't live and die by that three ball. It'll catch you. But, uh, you know, with that said, um, it's Clay is – we just got to marvel at what he's doing. And I'm really pleased with what I'm seeing with Poole. And you touched on it. You know, you can see flashes now. Wiggins seems to be getting back into it. Now we need a little bit more production from the bench. And if that comes about, then you're going to start seeing consistent Ws. Yeah, no, you are. And we do have to mention, Clay Thompson has hit 19 threes in his last two games. 12 threes, 12 of 16 from deep. 42 points without attempting a free throw. Uh, in the win over the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then he hit seven more threes on his birthday last night. He had 31 points uh, back home for him in Portland in that three-point loss. So really good to see Clay Thompson uh, having just a heck of a 2023. He had this highest scoring month of his career in January, and it's continued over into February. Well, that will do it for us here on Warriors Roundtable here on 95.7 The Game. A big thank you to Sterling Bennett. Uh, for getting us up and running. Lucas Alexander helping out. Mark Grandy as well behind the scenes. For Gary St. Jean, I'm Kevin Dan, and we remind you to keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game to stay tuned for Chuck Walter and Alan Stiles. They got you covered from 7 to, p- 7 to 10 p.m. Thanks for listening to Warriors Roundtable, folks, and have a great weekend, everyone. You've been listening to the Warriors Roundtable. Curry brings it through, one hand three, up and good! On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. That playful and nailed it! 95-7, the game. For tickets, call 888-GSW-HOOP.